the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, October the 27th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1787, the first of the Federalist Papers, a series of essays calling for ratification of the United States Constitution. They were published and circulated around with the folks in the colonies. Today in 1858, the 26th President of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, was born in New York City. Today in 1904, the first rapid transit subway, the IRT, it was inaugurated in New York City. Today in 1938, DuPont announced a name for its new synthetic yarn. They decided to call it nylon. Today in 1941, the Chicago Daily Tribune dismissed the possibility of war with Japan. I want to read to you from their editorial. This was not written by someone else. It was written by the editorial board of the Chicago Daily Tribune. This is what they said today in 1941, and I quote the newspaper, quote, she cannot attack us, talking about Japan. She cannot attack us. That is a military impossibility. Even our base at Hawaii is beyond the effective striking power of her fleet. Always believe what you read in the newspaper. <clears throat> Today in 2018, a gunman shot and killed 11 congregants, wounded six others at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue, the deadliest attack on Jews in U.S. history. Authorities said the suspect, Robert Bowers, raged against Jews during and after the rampage. He's still awaiting trial. He's pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors are seeking a death sentence. Five years ago today, a jury in Portland, Oregon, they delivered an extraordinary blow to the government in a long-standing battle over the use of public lands. They acquitted, the judge acquitted all seven defendants, including the group's leader, Ammon Bundy, who were involved in a dispute over the use of BLM land in southeast Oregon, in 2014. You may remember that. It got a lot of headlines. Um, it raised a lot of questions, probably raised more questions than it answered for sure. But anyway, they were acquitted today. Got this. Um, I, I got a notice. I get notices when people contribute to this ministry online. I get notices regardless of how you contribute to the ministry. Every note that you write, I see. I read it. Um, some of them are very short. Some of them are very long, but I read them. And I read the ones online. I, I see the people that contribute online. It's fed to me in my email by the company that, that handles this for our ministry organization. And I saw this just oh I, about a half an hour ago. I was um, preparing for this program, and I saw this. I thought I'd just share it with you and give you a couple of thoughts about what was said on this note, contribution from someone who contributes regularly to this program, 
a businessman, Spokane. He said, along with a generous contribution, he said, thank you for being a light in this world. I took that as a compliment to the ministry, not personally. This ministry is not about me. It's about Jesus, and it's about God's truth, God's principles, Judeo-Christian values, and how those things interface or do not interface with the culture. But I, I am always encouraged by the fact that I think most of you who listen, or at least most of you who support this ministry, understand what we're trying to do here. I'm an ordained minister and have been my entire adult life. I've spent my life in some kind of ministry. And I generally haven't spent all of my time talking about God's word and God's principles from a perspective of political or cultural. I always included that in my sermons as a pastor. I mean, I did that regularly. I talked about just very openly about what was going on in the culture and how what God's response to that was. And so some of you who listen to this program know that. You attended that church that I pastored. But I, I, I appreciate the fact that so many of you understand where we're coming from as far as what we're trying to do with this program. And this program is not a Bible teaching program. And it's not necessarily a motivational program, although I do have some motivational speeches. I used to speak a lot at conventions and those kinds of things. But this is about looking at the culture and what's going on. And the culture is going to hell in a handbasket, as they say. But looking at it from a perspective of God's eternal word. And I want to thank you for understanding that. And I want to thank you for your support, of course. We could not do this without it. There's a lot of people calling for your support right now and uh, in Christian ministry in general. And um, I know that. I appreciate that. And I am profoundly appreciative that you choose to contribute to this ministry and to help us do what we feel God has called us to do. Thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go online, as I mentioned. It's faithandfreedom, A-N-D, freedom, dot U-S. Not dot com, but dot U-S, like United States. Faithandfreedom, dot U-S. When you go on there, the first page that comes up, you'll see the an article that I wrote that particular day. If you go on there today, you'll see the article I wrote today. Up above that is a, you'll see my name. I mean, you'll know you're on the right website, but um, you'll see a tab that says donate and just click on that and follow it. Thank you so much. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Loudoun County Public Schools is in the news everywhere. They're being talked about. Now we find out yesterday that they are requiring Loudoun County Public Schools is in Virginia. You say, well, I don't live in Virginia. Well, a lot of us don't live in Virginia, but this is not just in Virginia, and I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. But Loudoun County Public Schools is now requiring parents to sign a form that's comparable to a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA. That's used in business a lot. Some of you have probably signed it. If you leave a job and 
if your job with this company, whomever it is, um, has allowed you or led you to know some of the um, things that that company does that are proprietary uh, in their competing with other companies. And often when you leave that company, I mean, if somebody's fired or if they just decide to quit or whatever, they say, well, we'll give you some severance package. We'll do this for you if you'll sign this non-disclosure agreement. In other words, you won't talk about it and give out our proprietary information and so on. You know what that is. So anyway, that's what these people in this public school is talking about, but they're not a business. They are funded by us, the people, the parents. Virginia Democratic candidate for governor, Terry McAuliffe, he's, they have an election, a governor's election next Tuesday. And he's become the fool when he said in a debate on September 28th, McAuliffe, he was governor some years ago, and he's very, very tightly connected with the Clintons and Barack Obama and all that group. And he's been a leader in the Democratic Party. He might have been chairman. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's he's one of them. And uh, on, on, on September 28th, he was having a debate with a guy that most people in America had never heard of before, Glenn Youngkin, who's the, the Republican running against him. Well, in that debate, McAuliffe very... Uh, arrogantly, as he is, said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Well, us little people out here heard that, and we said, hmm, that's interesting. We thought (laughs) that we funded the schools, we paid the teachers with our taxes, and we should have a voice in so-called public education. McAuliffe's five-point lead at that time in the polls, all the polls were showing him about five points ahead of Glenn Youngkin, whomever he was. Well, all of a sudden, the five-point lead disappeared. Now big-name Democrats, including former President Barack Obama and so on, are showing up in Virginia. Vice President Kamala Harris, she's there as well, or sent a video And she was asking 300 black churches statewide, urging support for McAuliffe. According to most opinions, Harris, the vice president of the United States, her politicking for McAuliffe in churches. And it wasn't like saying, well, you know, this candidate is for abortion and we're for abortion. This candidate is anti-abortion. And so you should make up your own. Oh, no, that's not what it said. It was just all out blatant electioneering. Well, the Johnson Amendment that I loathe, I hate the Johnson Amendment. It's unconstitutional to the core, and I know the history of it, and I'm not going to get into that today, but <clears throat> maybe we could talk about that at some point. But the Johnson Amendment was pushed through by Lyndon B. Johnson, a senator, and it was to silence churches during his rise in politics. And again, I, I don't want to get, I'm tempted to get into that, but I, I don't want to talk about that today for the sake of time. But anyway, the Johnson Amendment says that churches can't electioneer from the pulpit. So what you define electioneering, what does that mean? Well, she was way over the line, the vice president of the United States. The, also, the Hatch Act, which prohibits federal government officials from using their position to influence the outcome of an election, she was in direct violation of that. But nobody cares. I mean, Laws apply to those who are who are not going along with the plan, to those who are resisting progress, as they say. It was Groucho Marx who said, 
Who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? Uh, we'll get back to that in a moment. But students in Loudoun County School District staged a walkout yesterday in protest of recent sexual assault cases in their school that was perpetrated by a teenager, so-called transgender boy who raped a girl, 13-year-old girl. <clears throat> I've talked about that twice on this program because it is very important. It is it is a, a snapshot of what's happening nationally in our public education and in our culture. The school district board, then we learned, and the, particularly the people who have children in that school district, it's a large school district in northern Virginia. They learned, we learned, that this sexual assault resulted in the girl's father going to the board meeting, trying to tell the board that her their, his daughter had been raped in a one of their bathrooms because of their transgender policies and they had him arrested not just removed from the room but arrested because he was trying to tell them the truth it's interesting that although the school district and the board have become the profile of what's wrong with public education and they for sure are and this is not isolated it's just very visible but they continue to march on to the beat of a very destructive agenda. In fact, the agenda stands almost in absolute contradiction of many of our founders. And ironically, Virginia, of all places, holds a very important place in American history. It's the home to many, not all, but many of our founding fathers, including George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Mason, Patrick Henry, Give me liberty or give me death. Maybe somebody should stand up in Virginia and say that now. Maybe nobody's. Maybe some of the people there have never heard that before. I don't know. But in fact, four of America's first five presidents were Virginians. It is a significant state in America. While many in Virginia hold to the founding principles of our country, the far left, the so-called progressive, the radicals, they've seized control of the governor's office in some of the northern Virginia cities and counties, much like Washington, Seattle, King County, Oregon, Portland, Multnomah County. I mean, we, Boise is happening now. It's turning, I'm, heard, I'm being told. Polls are showing that Boise is starting to liberalize as opposed to the rest of the state. Some of that could change on Tuesday when Virginia chooses a new governor. We'll see what happens. But nowhere is progressive destruction more evident right now than in Loudoun County. Oh, it's happening elsewhere, but it's evident. It's, it's seen. It's visible there. I've written about this several times. If anything positive has come out of this COVID-19, I think it's driven home to parents the implications of government and politically controlled schools. Given the importance of education, train up a child in the way he should go, and so on. The Bible is very clear on the value, the importance of children. They are a gift from God. They are, they are the next generation. The Bible is, is full of, of direct and indirect references to children and the value of children and how we should. Jesus said, let the little children come unto me, and so on. Very, very important to God. 
because God understands because he created us how we sustain ourselves as a creation. We procreate and that produces children. And children are a gift to us and to God. According to the word of God, it's very important. Kids are, I mean, kids are not like, oh boy, I got to, you know, kids are important. Now I know some of them are spoiled. They've been told they're too important. (laughs) I understand that. That's our fault, not theirs, at least in the beginning. But if anything positive has come out of this COVID-19, all of this stuff that's been going on, more parents are becoming aware of the grave implications of losing control of when and where their children are taught, how they're taught, and what they're taught. I am grateful for that. McAuliffe's accidental moment of truth, he said what he was thinking, not what he intended to say, I'm sure. But that put it all out there for all of us to see. The so-called progressives are what they're really about. They're casting a wider and stronger net all the time of government and political control because almost every aspect of our lives is a target. I know that sounds like a guy that needs, you know, maybe another cup of coffee or something, but truly they are. I'm, I'm not a conspiratory type of person, but man, these guys never quit. And they are living and acting and ruling in this nation in absolute contrast and absolute resistance to what not only the founding fathers from Virginia, but all of them who created this country under God, what they believed and what they infused into our Constitution, into the Declaration of Independence, into the laws, the checks and balances, the three branches of government, all of this. So McAuliffe's accidental moment of truth may again be very revealing. In a recent Pew Research survey, and I, you know if you listen to this program regularly, I mention these polls, and I, I know they're all skewed. None of them are absolute, but it gives you a sense. If you look at enough of them, you begin to get a, a sense of a trend, regardless of what it's about. But a recent Pew Research survey found that 59% of Americans disagree on basic facts, like the sun rises in the east, and so on. Really? of Americans. We don't know the truth when we see it. In a country where there's been not even a consensus about what reality is, there's a group of people in America today, and some of them are sitting in the Oval Office, God forbid, that believe that a man can really become a woman, or vice versa, if he or she identifies that way. I mean, if... If somebody told my grandmother, who rests in peace and is with the Lord, where we are today, and she was pretty aware of what's going on. In fact, speaking of Christian radio, she was a big fan of Christian radio. I was using an interruption when I stopped by to see her because she was listening to somebody on the radio, Christian radio. But if she knew what we know, yeah, she would spinning in her grave, as they say. We've changed so much in a generation. But there is an awakening to the realities of what progressives have in mind for America's children. And all of this absolute insanity is 
in one way, turning on the light. Guys like me can sit at a microphone or stand behind a pulpit or whatever, and we can say this all day long. They go, oh, yeah, that's a preacher. I mean, that's what they're supposed to say. But all of a sudden, when you see these people revealing themselves for what they are, and I'm talking about what they believe, God loves them. Jesus died for every progressive that will cross your path today and in all days of your life. Jesus died for everyone. And that has been my message throughout my lifetime. But I want to tell you that there are people that claim to be Christian, claim to be devoutly religious. Our president is one of them. Our vice president is another who live in absolute contradiction to what it is that they say they devoutly believe. It's called the Bible. So that's what has brought us to this. We have on the one hand, Christians have been good citizens and somewhat silent. And that's brought us to this point in America, which is pretty much ground zeroed in Virginia right now. But it's rippling all across America, and it has to do with our kids. Oh, it touches every other issue. There's no question about that. What people see in entertainment, what people are, I mean, laws that are made in small communities and large cities. There's an awakening. But we're finding out, and we're seeing it firsthand. It's all playing out in front of us now. There's this awakening to the realities of what progressives really have in mind for America and America's children. In regards to the children, they believe that you should abort them if they're unwanted or inconvenient. And somebody says, oh, Gary, that's brutal. That's barbaric. It is. It is. I agree. But that's where we are. They fight tooth and nail to prop up Planned Parenthood when our government's trying to defund them. I mean, our previous government, Trump, but others have as well. Yeah, that's what they believe. They say to re- they say they represent the children. They say they're doing this for the children. They are saying, and some of the leadership in the teachers' unions are saying that we're doing this for the children. And they're calling parents a roadblock or a stumbling block to progress, children's progress. If I have time, I'll get to that today. I'll tell you who's saying it. They're saying it publicly. But that same child that they claim to represent, if that child shows up unwanted or not at the right time or inconvenient, kill them. Abort them in the mother's womb. Drag their body out and dispose of it in a number of ways, including selling the body parts. That's abrasive. It is. It would make God pause and perhaps weep. What are we thinking? We are so we are so conflicted that we are on the one hand advocating we collectively, the the far left, advocating supposedly for children while we're killing millions of them because eh, they didn't show up at the right time. And those who do get to be birthed in the secular progressive world, those who do get to be birthed out of the womb of their mother, then there is the fight to raise them in the fear and the admonition of the state, not God. 
And to be silent is to be approving. Silence is sin. It's been said before, but I agree. After declaring that parents who ask questions or disagree with the school board about critical race theory curriculum, that tells your children there and elsewhere that if they're white, they're racist. And there is no redemption in the world of progressivism. You just keep working for your salvation, and it never comes. You never are forgiven. You never are, it's never forgotten, your whiteness and your racism and all of that. And before you jump to conclusions, if you're a new listener, no, I'm not a racist, and I'm not a white anything. I'm just a white man who's spent his life in ministry and a good part of it in other nations, in some of the darkest corners of the world in missionary work. Yes, in Africa, sleeping in their homes. I've been there. I get it. So don't jump to any conclusions. But I will tell you, this whole thing about whiteness and blame and 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 reparation and all of this stuff, that is nothing but a tool that the left can see to use because they themselves are often more what they claim others are than the others really are. Curriculum presentations now can only be given in person and parents cannot broadcast, download, photograph, or record record in any manner whatsoever what they're teaching their kids in Loudoun County. And they have to sign, the parent has to sign this. I wrote an article about this today and in there is the declaration, the non-disclosure agreement that the parents have to sign to see the curriculum that they're paying for. Through their taxes. That's how bizarre this is. Second step, that's the specific curriculum that they're looking at right now, is rooted in the core tenets of, you guessed it, critical race theory. It revolves around the concept of social-emotional learning. That's what they call it, which is a critical race theory by another name. Essentially, second step, and that's what this is, you have to sign as a parent that you you promise not to tell anybody what you saw here. Not to broadcast it, not to print it, reprint it, not to tell your neighbors. Honest, they have to sign that. It's also dedicated, this second step, which is a child, it's an outgrowth of critical race theory. It's also dedicated to diversity and equity and inclusion. And part of second step's curriculum addresses anti-racism. That's a term that was coined, they say, by activist Ibram Kendi, ex-Kendi, It also creates a common language to create lasting systemic change. That's what these kids are being taught. And they don't want the parents to see it. And if the parents see it, they have to sign an agreement, legal document, that they won't tell anybody. Second step is being used in schools and districts, big and small, all across America. You say, well, man, that's in Virginia. I, I live in Seattle. Well, listen up. I checked into this. Many of the school districts using this material are scattered around the country. Not all of them, but it's growing. Leaps and bounds. (laughs) They're expanding this whole process. Critical race theory, second step, all this kind of thing. It's all interrelated. Schools in Washington State include Toppenish, Washington. (laughs) Toppenish, they're using this. Everett, Seattle, Tukwila, Sumner. I looked at the list. I, didn't, I couldn't find any other Washington State 
cities on the list. And in honesty and, and transparency, I really looked in Oregon and Idaho and I couldn't find any there either, but I, I'm pretty sure there are some, but I couldn't find it in any of the stuff that I was looking at. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.